Welcome to Create Photography, a podcast all about the creative side of photography. This is Daniel Sig. In today's episode, I will have a conversation with UK-based photographer Alan Burles. Alan Burles is a photographer based in the UK. His photography is about spontaneous, unplanned, found, or what he calls given moments that are beautiful, moving, or funny. He has an advertising background and worked in that industry for many years before becoming a full-time photographer in 2005. His work has been exhibited in galleries and websites around the world. Among his many accomplishments is the Leica Street Photography International Award in 2018. Well, Alan, welcome to Create Photography. I look very much forward to speaking with you today about you and your photography. Very kind of you. Thank you. So, Alan, you started with photography during the film days. I read you invested in a film pocket camera when you started working as an art director for Saatchi and Saatchi many years ago. Um, tell me more about your early journey in photography. Uh, so, very kind of you to do your homework properly. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, it's so right. I mean, uh, if you if 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 I can just sidetrack very slightly. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had, I had my early journey really was as an interest in art and and a sort of a sort of knowing from the age of oh, 13, 14, 15 that I really was only ever want to go to art school and do something with that, with whatever I could learn through uh, through that process. So photography, um, I, I look back and I now realize I was carrying a camera when I was 11 and taking mm. pictures of my friends doing diving headers in soccer <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Um, and selfies, I think I took my first selfie at 11. Um, of course, backlit and the sun bleaching the whole picture out. But, um, <laughs> um, so the journey, but the journey really took off. Um, in terms of realizing there was something to join in with when I joined Saatchi and Saatchi. Yes, I'd, I'd taken lots of pictures and, and sort of was, was enjoying capturing life, but I discovered there, um, I was introduced there to, by, by these incredible people I was surrounded with um, to the sort of Irving Penns and Avedons and also Elia Erwitt and Duano and, you know, these people. So mm -hmm. that th their photographs are life sort of leaping at you and tantalizing you. And I just thought, I want to join in. <laughs> and, um, and I knew I was sticking with my job and I knew I would be moving around here, there and everywhere. So a pocket camera seemed to be the answer. So off I went and bought my little Olympus XA, mm -hmm. which, was, which was a fabulous little, little uh, machine. Right. And I think they're still, they're still popular in the film community. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, so you became a full-time time photographer in 2005 from, I believe, having worked in advertising since the 80s. Um, there is obviously a lot of overlap, so to say, between advertising and f photography, at least in the commercial photography word, world. So, you know, from creating ideas to using imaging to convey, uh, images to convey a message and so forth. But, you know, 
art directors are obviously uh, separate roles from photographers. Um, and so I guess I'm curious about how this transition happened for you from advertising to, you know, photography specifically. What was your decision process? Um, the decision process was um, being, having gone from being an employee and very lucky to have worked in some great agencies, um, but being an employee to going freelance in the late 90s. And um, my writer, because we work in a team in advertising, you have a writer and an art director. And uh, right. my writer was, we would, we would do the work and we would have our own clients and we would we were doing fine, but he was interested in writing some scripts and I was always out with my camera. So <laughs> we looked at each other and just said, look, we're not going to have formal holidays like you do when you're an employee. If we haven't got a job on, let's just do what we do. And mm -hmm. so I gradually took more photographs and then digital really started to happen. And mm -hmm. I realized that these boxes of end prints, you know, I literally took my film, went to the local photography shop or, or, or boots, the chemist in, in London and just got them processed, looked through the packet and put them in a box. Mm -hmm. So there was, there was just all this stuff to go through mm -hmm. and digital came along and I bought a Nikon scanner and and um, found that suddenly I had a portfolio. So, mm -hmm. or, or not even a portfolio. It was just suddenly I was enjoying the photographs and sending them to a few friends and getting getting reasonable feedback. So mm -hmm. it encouraged me to keep going on that route. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, so you so you are and were a commercial photographer, but you're also a street photographer. So, I'd love to talk a little bit about your street photography. When did you start exploring that? that now would, I guess, is a genre. <laughs> Maybe it didn't used to be a genre, but um, when did you start exploring that? Do uh, you know, I think the day I bought my XA, I started exploring it. But okay. what I didn't realize was that it was called street photography. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought right. it was photography, and I still think it's just photography, really. Right. And, right. and I'm slightly suspicious of – I've listened to a few of your chats, actually, Daniel. Obviously, I have. And, yep. you know, I'm slightly suspicious of – of this whole thing of um, defining a, 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 a style. Yeah, Slightly. right, right. Because, right. you know, photography is just photography. And yes, you can put some of those photographs and, and almost, almost in retrospect put them into the street photography bracket. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't doing that, and I'm still not doing that, really. I right. think I happened to enter a street photography competition. Right. And therefore, <laughs> therefore, I put those yeah. photographs that I had done that looked like street photography right. in, into it. And then I happened to win it. So that was, you know, it's, it's just, um, serendipity really, I suppose, or, or luck. Um, right. but, but photography is its own beautiful thing. And yeah. some of it's funny and some of it's on the street, some of it's in your own home. Right. It's, right. it's, it's everything and everywhere. I think for right. me. Yeah, that's that's great that you mentioned it. And I, I happen to think about this very similarly. I think I'm, I I don't, I mean, sometimes right these these genres are kind of concepts too, and and so they're sometimes it's helpful, right, if you want to market yourself to for something or you know. But I I I find them sometimes also challenging. <laughs> very much so, um, and 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 yeah. you know, I, I I managed to have a few conversations now with some street photographers, and you know, some of them are, are what I call. This is not this is not disrespectful of me. It's right. absolutely fine. Everyone has their own opinion, but they're slightly sort of militant about it. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know, back in the day it was oh so and so never cropped his pictures or her pictures. They only ever 
did right. what was in camera, kept the exposure, kept everything as it is. Right. And I'm personally <laughs> not a believer in that, probably because I've been in advertising and can see, right. you know, the 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 the, the uh, dynamic that yep. a crop can give a picture, and yep. how a story can be told better by changing, you know, the angle or the, you know, the. Right. Yeah, even yeah, even exactly. balancing the colours or the the dark and shade a bit, just like the printers did back in the day in the right. dark. And my goodness, they played magic with. Their, oh yeah, with yeah. I, I I always and, and I'm probably not the first to say this, but I um I I always um would say the um the great landscape photographer and I'm just blanking on his name uh, who did the Yosemite. Um, you can help me with that. Uh, um. Why can I not think of his name right now? Um, Let me go to your list. It's here. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's not on the he's not list. On the list, but, though, isn't he? But anyway, not, yeah, not, uh, not McCullen, it'll come back. It'll come back. <laughs> not, not McCullen having given up war and no, no, <laughs> not him. No. Okay. No, but anyway, he was a he was a, a darkroom magician, and and actually, um, he would probably embrace Photoshop completely. Um, I think nowadays. you have to. Yeah, I think you yeah. have to. You know, and it's so, just a fine art of printing. Simple as yeah, that. Mm. Yeah. And um, anyway, um, getting back to your photography, so so you have a great eye for juxtaposition that create funny, perhaps sometimes absurd photographs that that certainly make me laugh or stop or you know and and often wonder you know what the story behind the photograph is. And oh, I, think that, yeah. okay. <laughs> I think that's I think that's very <laughs> very refreshing to see because I I think this style of photography is. It's rare to find, in my opinion. And so, so I guess my question, um, long-winded way to get to the question, how do, I, how do you find these moments? And, and I know you sometimes call them given moments. Um, I do. I was going to immediately answer you with a one-liner. <laughs> <laughs> that one-liner was going to be by not looking for them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Really, almost. Yep. Yep. I, I, I've listened, as, you know, I, I, I've listened to Valerie Jardin and Mike Thurk, and, and I've listened to um, your New Zealand guy, um, you know, and I've listened to your lovely um, d um, discussion on what is intuition, you oh, know, that was yeah. you, and I, I thought those were great, and I, I loved the intuition one, I thought it was great, um, and I really think the way I've done it, because this is how I did it when I was an art director and just had a camera in my pocket, so to speak, is I've just lived my life a camera happens to have gone with me. Mm -hmm. And I happen to be, oh, I don't know about obsessed, but very keen on, on capturing what life shows me, throws at me, etc. Right, right. Yeah, that's a great answer. And um, let's talk a little bit about your portfolio section. So from your website, um, it's called Look. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. um, um, yeah. it's... It's on your website, um, alanburls.com, and we'll link to that in the show notes. So it's it's separated between near and far, and I, I I love those. I mean, I love all your images, but I love those. I think they're fascinating, and and I I just wanted to see if maybe we can talk a little bit about that, and and if is was this a project for you, and how this did this come about? Um. You mean you you mean within the look category? Yeah, within the look. So so you have kind of the look category, and yeah. I mean even the whole category, and you have that separation. I think it's a cool way to oh, to show you. some um, of your images. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it comes. How does that happen? I needed a website. I wanted to try and as an art director, we are brought up. We are surrounded by people who are trying to do something original, slightly different 
think different. Right. There was Apple, you know, ever just yeah. <laughs> that is our goal in advertising. Right. Otherwise, we don't stand out. What we do doesn't stand out, and our client has wasted their money and we've wasted our time. So I just will always try and put a little bit of an angle, even if it's just three percent or five percent difference. I'll just try and put that little bit of difference into whatever I do to mm -hmm. just try and make it a one sidestep from from the norm, let's call it. Right. Um, and so look was was putting all the photographs little pr I printed them all out as little little imprints on my printer and mm -hmm. just put them all on the studio floor and then just pushed them apart and realized that some were what I call lifescape gallery scapes if you like mm -hmm. and some were just these little sort of abstracts or compositions that were much closer to me and so yeah it sort of it, it arrived by itself in a way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a as a distinction yeah yeah and the word okay. look well <laughs> do we all look enough even yeah, even right. us with cameras always with us do we still do we look enough mm -hmm. yeah and so so do you still have your camera with you all the time basically i do, I do. okay okay i do i, do. Oh, I, cool. by, I i'm i live in the middle of london i have a, a little mini supermarket one end of this street and a little and if i go and buy a pint of milk the camera comes with me <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome that. yeah is because it, is one, it just of, your, one of my uh, photographs came from that oh yeah just oh, that's did. wonderful. So in, in my street section, there's a picture of some newspapers where the middle, this guy's mouth is, is just repeated down this line of newspapers. Oh, right, right. And yeah. that's because uh -huh. I had my camera with me. <laughs> yeah. The guy was just about to put them all on his shelf, you yeah. know, like, like he would with some newspapers. And so I just said, no, you mate, just don't move them. Don't <laughs> move them. Can I just right. take this picture, please? There we are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, how just a, a quick sidetrack on uh, in, in England and, and the UK, how is it? With street photography, is it a, from an ethical standpoint, do you, you just said, you know, you asked for that particular picture. Do you typically, is there an issue, I guess, around, um, you know, taking people's it, photographs I, and the I, privacy and all that? Yes, absolutely. And there are some, we sort of slightly have to know our stuff, don't we? If we're photographing yeah. in the, in the <laughs> Sometimes. public domain. Yeah. And I think... There are different laws. I think France has a different law to, to England, UK, and I think the US possibly has one too. But in this country, the public domain is, um, this sounds ruthless, but fair game. Okay, <laughs> you, know, you can capture it and you don't need someone's permission as long as it's not endorsing a product. Okay. If it's there for art or okay. um, gallery work, you don't need someone's permission. Having said that, I am what I tend to do is I'm photographing people. I... I I will um, try to disappear and photograph them. But if I think I like what I've done, I will just go up to them with a huge grin on my face or as big a grin as possible and say, <laughs> look, I've just taken this picture, which I think is hilarious, even if it's not. <laughs> 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 I think, it's you know, I want to show it to you. Would you like a copy? And then I can get into, if I need to use it, you know, at least we've, we've had a conversation about it. Right, right. So that, that is kind of my way of working um, for yeah. the last... 10, 15 years, yeah. Oh, that's great. Have you? Do you sometimes get a chance to to, to do that elsewhere? When you, you, I assume your travel. I know last year was challenging, but you know, aside from that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, as I said, Daniel, it, this camera, you know, a camera goes with me everywhere. Goes with you everywhere, and so, so yeah, I just okay. honestly live my life, and and just you know, kinda, and mm -hmm. it comes along, and yeah. and in your podcast i'm hearing people talk about you know finding the new and techniques to find the new and this that and the other well one technique to find the new is never expect anything and just live your life 
right? Because <laughs> right. everything's actually new, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, true. In the ultimate biggest picture, everything right. is new. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I like that a lot. Is to, so is your just a technical question? Is your camera so? Is it? It's not your iPhone, I suppose, or your no, mobile no. Phone. I, I oh, won okay. that competition that I talked about, and it was actually sponsored by that company, Leica. Oh, it's a, yeah, okay, so got managed, it. <laughs> I managed to win a Leica Q, which oh, nice. was beyond my wildest dreams. I'd never even thought I'd ever own a Leica, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've had these little pocket cameras, and I've managed to fork out for a Nikon D750 once yeah. upon a time, which, you know, was a, which slightly for, for my work, really. Right, um, right. Suddenly I've got this Q, and that is, it's, it's great because it will not go in my pocket, and that's a yep. better thing. It's I almost did, better, okay. Y yeah, it's better because I, I did go meet a photographer once, and I said, well, I've got my camera here in my pocket, and he said, what's it doing in your pocket? I mean, <laughs> quite rightly, what right. was it doing in my pocket? I'm meant to be photographing life. Right. It should be out there. So the Leica hangs around my neck or shoulder, and, uh, and it's then always it, available. So, yeah. So great. then you're ready to go at any exactly. moment. Exactly, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so Alan, you are working as a professional photographer. And um, when I look at your overall portfolio, which I presumably is composed of both your, you know, consigned work or professional work, your personal work, I actually see a thread going through both of them. Uh, you're also your travel photography, etc. So, um, for example, your commissioned portraits have a somewhat candid humorous feel to them as well um and i also see juxtapositions um and so i guess um i i guess my question or where i'm going with this so for your um, consigned work um do you kind of go for those i mean is that is that kind of something you do on purpose it's almost kind of looks a little bit candid or um you know i i, I don't know if i'm being clear with that question, but I'm just curious um, because I, I understand the difference between the two, of course. But <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I, I tend to get jobs where I think they haven't had an idea yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's, not, that's not all they haven't had time to have an idea. Right. Um, and so my advertising background, I, 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 thank you for saying that. I'm so, you know, it's really lovely that you noticed that in the portfolio um, because that really is on purpose. And, okay. and and my ideal brief is no a client coming to me or an agency, you know, with a client as their client coming to me and saying, look, we, 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 we've got a product and we've got um, no producer on it, no art director on it. No, that we've just got, we just got a budget for a photographer. Can you go off and do it, please? Mm. And that's my ideal because then I can, um, you know, maybe there's a pre-prod and I present some stuff, which is what happened with those portraits. I went back in, I read, I read the words that all these people had written. They had to write an essay about creativity in, in, in our, in the, our version of Silicon Valley, which is around Cambridge university. Mm -hmm. So I read their words and went back with these ideas as little sketches. Um, and then I was just set off, you know, no assistant, just me and, and a camera. And, and I, I got the people to do, as as i as i had drawn and it mm -hmm. was the same with the, the sh there's some shoe photography in there for a mm -hmm. lovely old english company called grenson shoes who've mm -hmm. sort of gone a bit trendy and put different soles on and stuff and he would just said the the, the the creative director would just send me the collection twice a year and say go and do your thing so they wanted street photography um and they and, you know hopefully they got what mm -hmm. they were wanting yeah wow. 
So that's cool. the, the, the I, I haven't I still haven't had a Daniel I still haven't had a job where somebody goes right you're going on this you're shooting this but there's going to be a client there there's going to be an account director there there's going to be mm-hmm. the art director <laughs> there you know and in a way I'm sort of breathing sighs of relief that that hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And so did I hear you correctly? So you you kind of drew out kind of your you, you kind of had a vision for those for those photographs the and you, you kind of drew them. I, I was okay. asked I was asked to have a vision. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. what, would you, what would you do with these essays what pictures would you take okay cool and you actually physically drew them on a I did you sketch it or yep. i sketched them in little line drawings okay. and i went to their office and presented them yeah oh wonderful yeah well that's cool so so alan you've been in the advertising industry for a long time and and now of course in the professional photography industry and um so my question is for Maybe somebody, maybe a younger or emerging photographer who's interested in doing this professionally <laughs> in 2021, um, what would you say to her or him? What would you advise them, perhaps, if they're just As, starting out? What, getting into photography? Yeah, getting into especially professional photography. Mm. Um, <laughs> As an art director, what I was always looking for was because I had already we'd already had the idea we knew mm-hmm. the campaign ideas that we wanted to put into action or uh, to create and, and design the the, the um, billboards around or the press advertisements around and it's much more diverse now with online but right. what we looked for mainly was somebody who would give this work a look mm-hmm. so I once had a I had a client here we had the Ernest and Julio Gallo account in one agency you know mm-hmm. those huge mass producers up in yep. California, Gallo, yeah? Yeah. Um, and what was amazing for me was I could just find these wonderful landscape photographers who each had a look, and therefore the campaign we did at that time would have their look through it, and and um, that is giving it its own character then. So I think you you need to develop um, a voice. As, as uh, It was Paul C. Smith, wasn't it? You talked about a voice quite a lot. Yep, yep, in yeah, thing, exactly, right. Yeah. Yep, and, yep. Um, and I think it is hugely important because anybody, especially now with digital and with iPhones and amazing cameras on our phones, anybody yep. can take a photograph. So right. to have some sort of a point of view, I think, is important. And the point of view is often a look. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be what's in the photographs, but that's, uh, you know, it's a combination of both mm-hmm. um, and to try and find a way in to getting um, commissions that is slightly different so just mm-hmm. emailing your portfolio is probably you know right. <laughs> what happens the whole time so that right. is there right. another way of doing it send in get some postcards done and send one every day for a week you know right. are there other ways of getting into you know getting yourself noticed yeah right right and no thanks thanks for sharing that and um i have a question just what are your plans for this year creatively are you working on any projects aside from your professional work perhaps well um this may surprise you you know my professional work is much quieter than i'd like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that you might think um you know it really has been fairly devastating here Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah i can imagine the the amount of work around but i am at last sort of represented by someone so that's a help to getting an agent yep. of some sort oh yeah and they will put put you out there um but so uh, again i don't know who it was which one you were t- i think it might have been paul talking about this fight the the 
you know, what is fine art, what is street? Yeah. And I've, I've just got this battle in within me, I suppose, that is, yes, I can do a picture that, um, you know, you, you kindly said made you laugh. <laughs> but actually, I've been, I'm, I, I, I find there's a, something extraordinarily beautiful and wonderful about fine art and fascinating about fine art. So where, where and how can I elevate what I'm doing into fine mm-hmm. art? You know, mm-hmm. what is it about, um, <laughs> what's his name? Eggleston? No. Eggle- what's his name? Oh, um, yeah, Eggleston. You know who I, I mean? I think Eggleston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why, why is um, he so revered? What is it that mm-hmm. makes his photographs into fine art? Um, as mm-hmm. opposed to just, you know, street photography and this kind of photography can be slightly brushed aside as just, oh, yes, um, you know, whimsical. And yep. therefore, of, yep. of no, of no, not importance, but of sort of no weight. Let's call it right, right, correct. Yeah. Um, and yet, you get an Eggleston or a, um, a, you know, some of the others you've got about Ernst Hass and Michael yep. Wolf and you know these yep. incredible people who are yep. photography. You know, Michael Wolf's fabulous stuff of the back streets of Hong Kong is mm-hmm. street photography, isn't it? But he presented it in such a way that it elevated it into stuff people wanted on their gallery wall, on their living room wall, or whatever. And um, right. I'm fascinated by that. Because I think deep down at 15 years old, and 60, I started with oil painting and wanting to do fine art. Mm-hmm. So that's a fascination is how we can now move it on, move it, let's call it upper gear, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Up a notch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And another question I often ask, and forgive me that using the, the genre street photographers, but life photographers is what advice would you give to photographers just starting out, you know, trying to kind of document and, you know, life and, and streets and so yeah. forth. Um, yeah. Um, I think um, perseverance, okay. because um, again, you, you, it was mentioned in one of your chats about. Um, I, I, we, we all, I think we all call it ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. That thing about you know things 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 begin to happen more naturally for you once you've done your ten thousand hours. Right. And I absolutely think that's true. And you mm-hmm. you know this intuition is the gift, logic is the servant. So that will mm-hmm. help you develop your intuition, the 10,000 hours, the, the cons- constant photography and, and looking at and editing your photographs gives you the, it builds your, your ability to relax with mm-hmm. your camera in your hand and just let mm-hmm. it come at you rather than f- try to find it rather than force, try to force it to appear for you. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So t- put the time in Yeah. and also editing. I think editing is hugely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and by editing, I mean, when we did a shoot at, at Saatchi and Saatchi or Bartel, Burgle, Hegarty, we would get the photographs back in. It's a still shoot or whatever. And the first thing that happened was we would find every photograph that had a mistake in it went. Hmm. So therefore, we were left with five that worked. Hmm. And that's what, you know, be ruthless. If you've taken a mm-hmm. photograph, just because you like the light on someone's shoulder, that's not enough for me. Maybe mm-hmm. enough for other people. It's not enough for me. So I want the whole photograph to work as a narrative or a story or an effect or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm throwing out those that don't work immediately and mm-hmm. I'm left with a handful. And then I've got to bring my judgment into it and mm-hmm. find the one that, that does what I hoped it would do when I, when I photographed it. So when you, uh, um, maybe more into the specifics of doing that, and I think that's a, 
that's a great point and I think an important point that I, I think I didn't talk to photographers often about um, is the editing part, which I think is very interesting. Um, would you, you know, after you, let's say you you come home from a, from a long walk and you got, you know, I'm just making up 50 images, would you do that typically then at home or would you do it at a later time point or how do you go about when to edit your photographs i guess um do it do you do it ad hoc at, at you know constantly I, don't, i i very rarely look at what i've photographed while okay. i'm walking around okay probably because i'm too busy with whatever i'm doing in my life yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> good then, yeah and therefore the camera literally has come out yep. done, done okay. something gone click Okay. three times or five times and then it's gone back on my shoulder because i was doing something else <laughs> yep yep which um yeah and so right. i will then come back and if i can i mean i am slightly regulatory about this i will try and go straight to the computer and download it. Okay. i am shooting digital at the moment right um, i do right. have a film camera but it's a 645 and yep. i just find it simpler and 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 you know you you can shoot more images on digital simple as that right so right. i will try and download it there and then if not it will be pretty soon the next day and then i don't again depending on what i'm doing and how busy i am i mean you know then i will find time to look at them um i'm mm -hmm. not an obsessive um who has to see them there and then um if that was part of your question i don't know if it was right But, right um, yes you know mm -hmm. it's just it's just what can be done when when it can be done mm -hmm. yeah But but if I understand you correctly, your process would be you said ruthless. So so meaning that you wouldn't you tend to err on the leading <laughs> and really keeping the ones that really you think are the ones to keep. Uh, you don't want ten variants yeah. of the same shot. No, um, I don't really. Yeah. Okay, um, I will often end up with two, and okay. and jiggle between the two, and then I'll walk away, go and do another mm -hmm. walk, or you know, go and buy that pint of milk and come back uh -huh. and have another look at it. <laughs> Um, right. Or give it, you know, what we call the overnight. Come mm -hmm. back to it fresh and just yep. see what you think. You know? yep. and, uh, and then, and even I've got great friends. I'm sure, Daniel, you know, we've all got great friends who we trust their judgment. Right. And, and I will ping them, ping the picture around and see, you know, what do yep. we think? Yeah. So, yeah. It can all be a great help. Yeah. Yeah. So, quick technical question and the, i know you were alluding to that just just previously so so you are still uh shooting film as well occasionally yeah I occasionally mean, I've a, okay i've got a contact 645 okay which is a beautiful absolutely beautiful old camera and and film and that's what i shot those portraits on mm, okay the, uh, the ones for the east of england the cambridge you know the silicon valley oh right? yeah yeah that's, those are shot on a 645 yeah yeah um and in fact the um my 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 sort of Oh, I hate to say this immodestly, but you know my sort of famous, my well-known <laughs> reflection in the in the kebab shop, mm -hmm. in the kebab restaurant, you know, the table, yes. that mm -hmm. is shot on a six four five. Oh, really? If oh, I okay. if you want a, if you want a minute and a half story, I yes, came home, of course. I, I'm freelance, so therefore I'm I've got days of work and days off. So I, and I have a late day in Soho, and I've gone for a beer probably with a mate, and I've taken the train back to this station just opposite this place which is called clapham junction and then and i've gone I'm i thought i better eat some food before i go <laughs> and i've gone in there to buy a bit of fish and chips or something and i saw it, it was night and i saw these reflections happening in that mm -hmm. thing in the mirror while i was waiting for my chips and i thought god that's amazing <laughs> and and went back and got up the next day and went in at midday and said look guys i saw this happening I, i took them around to show them the mirrored surface 
and said, I saw this happening yesterday. <laughs> Do you mind if I stand here with a camera and just see what happens? And they looked right. at me like, you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you what? Who are you? What are, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? But they sort of nodded away. And, and I actually, so I stood there with my contacts. And, and I waited oh. an hour and a half. And whatever. Oh, wow. oh, I just waited and waited. And I was getting yeah. one, I was getting one on one. And then this is, this is where I sort of get excited because then what I call the unexpected happened, the unknown. Because what I hadn't thought through was how to get more than one person in the picture. Yes. And then the schools broke right. up. So the schools yeah. finished for the day. And suddenly I had these pairs or threes of school kids coming in. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we've got. We've got two schoolgirls who bought their right. trip. And I, I knew that it was happening in this picture. So I took five, I think. Hmm. And I went up to them, I said, I put the camera back down and said, look, I went up and said, look, I've taken this picture of you. I hope you don't mind. Da, da, da. They laughed themselves about yeah. it. And I said, can I buy your fish and chips for you? And they went, sure you can. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. And so uh, that was that story. And then they went oh, off to free fish and chips. And, uh, but they didn't that's know it was great. happening while I was doing it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know that that one was, was on film. I could recognize yeah. the film look on quite a few of your images. I thought I did, but yeah. um, I'm yeah, not technically anyway. I'm not technically brilliant, Daniel. So you can tell it's <laughs> you can tell it's film by by the struggle I'm having to get, <laughs> to get it to look right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I usually I, I like to talk about focal length. I know you're 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 um as a one of the few technical questions aside from you talked a little bit about film but um I, with the leica q i believe it's 28 millimeters is that correct 28 um, i think yeah, yeah okay was it 35 28 i never remember yeah, yeah. okay yeah okay to 16 f to f16 to 1.7 to 16 yeah yeah right and so that's but presumably you, you like that focal length is that kind of like where you're comfortable with but i'm sure you're using all kinds of focal length for your professional work of course i um, am doing that yep, yeah yep. i mean for, for portraits i really think that you look the, the context um um 80 mil i think it is yep. it's beautiful for portraits yeah absolutely fabulous you 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 can throw the background into a softness and yeah uh, and all that and and even the the 120 140 is is extraordinary too absolutely lovely but they, they're just great lenses. I'm very happy with it on the Leica Q. Um, yeah. I've lived with 35 to 28, 35 on pocket cameras all the whole time. You know, the, right. the Minox, the XA, I've had a Ricoh. Um, you know, they've all been pretty wide. And mm -hmm. and it's great. And I'm not afraid of cropping in. So right. The, right. the Leica is a great help with that because yep. the pictures are so sharp. So sharp and good, yeah. great quality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, great. Well, so, so to wrap up, a couple of questions. So, where can people find you, contact you? <laughs> uh, on the about contact page of my website, okay. I guess, and Instagram. Okay. And Instagram. I'm just under my own name, Alan okay. Bells. So that's on Instagram, and I've got um, on my website, which is alanbells.com. I've got a little about section, and there's a, okay. there's, a there's an email address there. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, Alan, thanks so much for speaking with me today. Daniel, thanks so much for the invitation. I've truly enjoyed it. And um, I, I feel privileged to be asked. Honestly, you know, that's <laughs> really kind of you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. This wraps up our episode with Alan Burles. Please check out his work at alanburles.com. And you can also find some of his work and the links to his social media as well as website at danielsickphotography.com forward slash episode 051. Thanks so much for listening and talk to you next time.